and for those of us who are parents. This is, this is our imperative to model this. So that what, one of the things that fries my ass is that we stop playing with our kids. We stop playing, period. Okay, hi everybody and welcome to the Undo Anxiety Podcast. I'm Dr. John Duffy. I am your host. Joining me, as always, is the gorgeous and unflappable <laughs> Julie Duffy. Hi, honey. Hi. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, so, uh, one thing we should mention is we have a major announcement on its way. All right, all right. Massive, all right. <laughs> major announcement. Um, so, uh, definitely clear your schedules and, um, just plan for something big. I'd get iron, iron, something nice. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely iron, something nice. Pack your bags. Pack your bags. Get right. Yeah. Just pack your bags. Get ready to go. Um, details are on their way. (laughs) They're being ironed out by a, by a massive steering committee in the next room. Um, so today... We're going to talk about um, uh, something unusual that normally we would not touch on. Um, one of the platforms for the Undo Anxiety podcast is WGN Plus, which is affiliated with WGN Radio here in Chicago. And um, at WGN, there is a um, uh, there is a host named John Williams, and um, and John has this really cool part of his show where he kind of asks people at the end of the week, "Hey." Call us with your good news. Tell yeah. us, you know, tell us your good stuff. And it's a very, I like it. It's, it's, it's my favorite part of his show. It's a feel good. Um, it's about 15 minutes of just people calling in with good news. Um, and it's usually, sometimes it's like really great news. Like, hey, I beat cancer. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. like, it's like stuff like really great stuff. So we thought we'd turn that on its head entirely <laughs> and talk about what's, what's, what's ticking you off? What's frying your ass these days? <laughs> so we're going to go with the bad news today um, and see where it takes us. So, um, Julie, what's frying your ass? What's got you? What's, what's bugging you these days? Um, my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Say more. Are itchy. Go no. on. <laughs> but Very intriguing, well, itchy eyes. Yeah, I know. John hears about that. 24-7. <laughs> yeah, Julie has itchy eyes. That's bugging her. But, uh, no, actually... Um, and I posted this on Facebook. I saw an article, and um, there was a link to a TED Talk that talked about how uh, we've talked about this before, but the this research that NASA did about um, creativity and how our uh, how we educate the creativity right out of our kids, right out of everybody. Um, yeah, talk about the course of that. Talk about like you know how how that research was done, and you know, and how how we do this. All right, so here's here's the part that I don't know. Doctor, somebody <laughs> was giving the. TED You're on talk. notice, Doc. <laughs> like I don't know what. A university he's affiliated with, or his name at this moment, right now, I, c- I should look at my phone. But anyway, Dr. Somebody <laughs> affiliated with somewhere university with gray hair. <laughs> anyway, at the he, foothills <laughs> of the someplace mountains, <laughs> he, he, I think NASA came to him 
wanting some kind of, they wanted to identify the most creative people to hire for their projects and innovation. And they wondered if there was such an instrument. And I don't believe there was, so they decided to create one. How creative of them. So somewhere in that process, they, with this tool they created, measured the creativity in 1,600 five-year-olds and, and identified that 98% of them had a genius level of creativity. Dig that. Genius. So let's in, start with, so that's a John Williams moment. That's the good news, right? Yeah. 95%? 98? 98% of 98 these five-year-olds had are, a genius level of creativity. Holla, like, that's good news. Free flow, free thinking, able to think creatively, yeah. no holds barred. Um, and 98%, yeah. though, that, that's striking, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So whatever... Genius level creativity. Yeah, so and, and so like, I don't know what, what, what defined that, but in a way I get it because you just, I, I think you're, you don't have the inhibitions about thinking what you think and imagining, you know, using your imagination and, um, you know, just thinking that way. So, so they followed these They kids, decided right? to make it longitudinal, yes. yes. And at age 10, uh, 30% of those same kids, of those same kids maintained uh, a genius level of creativity by 15, I think it was 12%. And then I think he said, but don't quote me, look, um, that, you know, I, I, like 2 to 3% of adults have it. The good news is it's not lost. Like you can get back to it. But what he talked about was, and you know, we'll post the Ted talk or a link because I certainly will not explain it as eloquently as he did, but you're doing a pretty good job here. But it's that we teach creative thinking and, uh, Logic, would you would you call it? Yeah. At the exact same time, in other words, so maybe, so at the same time we're we're inspiring or asking for ideas. In that same moment, we're asking kids to criticize those ideas. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was makes something sense. like that, like like um, criticize and correct and 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 like prove wrong those ideas. So it, the 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 ideas don't even have the energy to fully expand and fully develop. expand and develop before we're breaking them down. Um, you know what reminds me, and this does fry my ass. So I, I, we, we, we realized that, so our, the way we educate our kids, which I'd never seen it described that way, destroys their creativity. We don't award, reward, not, not never, but we, but creativity is not as rewarded as academics. Oh, you think? In, in, in most school systems. And a lot of times the arts are just not there. We don't have the money. Um, we certainly will say often, many times, "Oh, 
sorry, honey, you don't have room to take that photography class because you have to take AP blah, 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 and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, and we, we decide really early on in, uh, in trying to maybe get our kids on track for that good college and good job bullshit yeah. um, that... You know, oh, honey, oh, you can't, you're not really a singer, you know, you, oh, you're not really, you know, I know you want to play the viola, but that's not, we're not really music people or, you know, that's not, um, that, that's not a good use of your time because you're not going to really probably be first or second chair or whatever, you know, right. whatever, whatever right. our reasons are. We just don't value that. Yeah. That's not our currency. Yeah, right. <laughs> in the, That's in, true, right? In, that, that is true. That our is currency. not our currency in the freaking school systems. And we know better and we know better. And that fries my ass. And it fries my ass about me. Like we freaking know better. And we fall asleep to it so easily. And we put, a lot of times put our, our kids on these tracks and they get spit out at the end and wonder this is what you know. This is what this was all about. But he was saying, "I'll get. I'll try to wrap this up." He was saying that in order for our country to survive, and we need innovation mm-hmm. and 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 creativity um, to you know to stay in the game. Yeah. And we're not teaching it, and it's not there. We don't have it. Um, and he did talk. He he said the good news is which I like there was hope and he's talked about how we can get back to that you know you, you have to go back to your five year old brain yeah you know and and um, you know I I, I want to revisit the the TED talk but like specifically what has to happen yeah what it, yeah he was very it was he was very hopeful and your brain. You know, you can reconnect those synapses. Is that what you call them? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can reawaken that part of your brain. That is such the such the such the good news. That's such the good but news. But he, there were three pictures. I posted these on Facebook too. I think. In addition, it, you know, we talk about undue anxiety and fear. The fearful brain uses had a real low activity. Uh, a low level of energy, like, you know, it wasn't very lit up. Then the logical brain was in the middle somewhere Mm -hmm. where the creative brain was super lit up, orange, fiery, alive, and growing. And Synapses are firing like crazy there. In the anxious brain, they're they're pretty quiet because the ones that are firing are focused on just making it. And this is true. I, I, I cite this all the time. Think about this. So George and his friends, big group of guys, they're all at their summer lake house, a friend's, their friend's summer lake house, dads and sons, um, after graduation. And the val- High school graduation. Yeah, so the valedictorian right. was actually there. So all these guys, really smart guys, took really high-level classes, and specifically English is what I'm going to is what I'm talking about here. You know, honors in AP English, and to a kid, English destroyed their love of learning, L- of reading. I'm sorry, of reading, of yeah. reading. Yep, sorry, true. reading. 
And these kids were all the Harry Potter, you know, um, generation. They were all readers. Yeah. We read to the, we all read to our kids. They read, um, oh God, what were all those little uh, goosebumps? Like they yeah. read and read and Magic read. Tree, what's Magic Treehouse. Magic Treehouse. Yeah, yeah. Because of annotating and freaking overanalyzing all this literature, it just destroyed their love of reading. And to a, to a, to a kid, it's how true. effed up is that? And so those, every single one of those guys in that discussion said, I asked them, you know, so um, is anyone considering studying English or the humanities or anything like that to a man? The answer was no. Yeah. So, you know... Right. I think I think we do give kids. I never thought about the nature of the study that we actually give them mixed messages. I thought it was an either or a switch like you're either creative or you're logical here. This study is suggesting, if I hear you right, that um, we're still we still might have some arts classes and teaching some creativity. But as we're teaching these cognitive based, logic based classes, there's this clash right, the kids have, almost a choice they have to make. Like, you know, oh, I guess I have to go with the, this track that leads me to higher scores on these tests well, I, because this is the currency of my culture. Yes, right. That's, I've got to. I got to get. I got to get the A's. I got to get into the AP classes. I got to get into the, the best college, and I got to get the best job. Best is the wrong currency, right? It's the wrong and word. And even we know that a lot of those roads do not lead to happiness, do not lead to a good fit, no, whether it's, it's the school or the job. We all know that. Okay, so I'm saying we know that kids, not a lot of kids are encouraged to take an arts track or and or they aren't um, able to fit in even just as an elective, as in, fit in those classes. That's what we know. Not just, you know, they might be taking an art class or a music class. I think he's even saying within a classroom, within a, a, a subject of, of study, while we're teaching them to use their imagination and think creatively, like in the same moment, we're saying, we're not letting that go all the way. We're saying, and let's criticize that in real time yeah. and, and talk about why that won't work. Or I, it, 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 it was a beautiful little picture that he had, I get a it. slide. Well, you know, and, <laughs> and too, too often we have, we have the right answer. Do you know what I mean? Like the school now is not based in like, let's discuss different ways to get to the right solution. It's like, you know, no, show your work, show the right answer. And so, you know, in math-based, science-based classes, your ingenuity, if you if you know a shortcut, is not rewarded. In fact, you don't get credit literally for being creative or smart or clever. This all reminds me of... Typically. I mean, typically you don't, right? There are, there are it's, exceptions. It's nearly sweet. And, and there are some, you know, there we have some insight into this now. But as a rule, I just think we all know most school systems don't operate in a very enlightened way. And yet, and we know 
better. And yet, right, as parents, as families, as teachers, as boards, we're all operating under the fallacy that this is the right thing for our kids. We're all buying into this system that fuels all this anxiety more and more and more with each passing year, such that business for me is great, but it's killing these kids. I mean, really, there's so much undue anxiety. That is the nature of what we talk about here, man, that these kids suffer because they're not allowed to follow something that they are made or maybe creatively passionate about because we have these tracks in mind. And this is how we grade ourselves as parents. It's how we grade our kids. It's yeah. how we grade other people's kids. You know, do you have an honor roll sticker on the back of your That's car? Right. Did, you, did your kid get into Princeton? You know, like instead of like, oh man, my kid learned four chords on a guitar yesterday. Amazing. You know, like, you know, we, we, we don't allow that to be part of the formula. It reminds me of this. I worked with this guy a couple of years ago. One of my favorite kids I've ever worked with. And that's saying something, as you know, this guy was a God awful student. So on paper, he was not smart. He wasn't um, intelligent. He didn't bring much to the table. And yet you sit across from him for 15 seconds and you talk about a kid who like literally lights up a room with you know energy, brilliant. brilliant. And um, and so what this guy would do, he, he, he couldn't stand the constraints of the system. He was in high school at the time. Um, and so he got these, you know, he, because he couldn't, he just could not bring himself to do it. And, um, and, and, and we couldn't find a way, even I was in meetings and I'm like, you know, we have to find a different way to teach this guy because this guy's brilliant. Yeah. We're, we're all going to be missing something. Yep. So as an end around... All of us. What he did is he started watching TED Talks at night. Oh. He would he would stay up like until ridiculous hours, watching TED Talks, and he was interested in physics and the cosmos. And so he started taking classes. You can take these online classes where you audit a class, and they do it at like Stanford and Harvard. Oh wow! So this guy took these classes, and he took. I remember there was one at Stanford and one at Harvard, and he got A's. In both of them, he was 16 years old, and he was getting D's in high school. Because he's bored out of regular his mind. prep level yeah. classes, you know, because they had because they had to keep moving him down because he wasn't like he, he wasn't bored out of his mind, and nobody was able to teach him to the way he thought, and so he found a way to learn anyway. He beat the system, and now. He's doing really, really well at a school that's interesting to him. That gets him. That, yeah. 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 And but he had to figure that out. And and, and most kids don't have the, exactly. the tenacity and shouldn't have to. Or or the wherewithal, like you know, to think this right. through. Right. No, no, no. Right. I don't mean tenacity, but I mean that that's you know that that's an amazing story. Um, that, and he just kind of found a way to bust out in yeah. his own way. But I think a lot of kids just don't get beaten down and, and, and depressed and anxious and don't even really know why. And, and here's why. Right. And, and then we're going to, and, and what we lose culturally is the brilliance of these people. And then we wonder like in the world economy, well, and the brilliance why of are all we falling of us? behind? The brilliance of all of us. We right. all get, it's, it, and like you, t you talked about on one on uh, you know, past podcast. Well, I think that might be the one that we just put up. Um, you know, you thought to the degree that we do not use our, those muscles, use our creativity, 
are, you know, maybe that is why we're depressed and why we're anxious and why we're, you know, why we feel sad and shut down. Well, when you think about the moments when you're creative, um, the moments when, think about you and I, the moments when we're here recording, the moments when you're in your studio yeah. painting, um, the moments when last night you and I had a few moments where we were just singing in the kitchen, right? Yeah. Um, those moments, though, you can't find anxiety right. in those moments. Right. Those moments are, those moments aren't depressing. There's nothing but joy in those moments. And we are, we're robbing ourselves of that joy, but shame on all of us. We're robbing our children of that joy. And we were talking yesterday in the car about boys. Um, and we were talking about, uh, what it was 10 year old boys who do, do you remember the story? I'm oh, yes. I mean, no, right. it, it's, it's, well, no, it's a poem. Oh, oh. oh, see if you can find the poem. I can, but it's so... While, while Julie's looking for this poem, um, I'm going to ask her to read this. Um, so this is, it, it, just picture boyhood. It, it re, this poem reminded me, um, it's so different being a child now than it was a generation ago when we were free to run and play and there were no there were no screens we were tied to except the TV and it wasn't hard to pull us away because because we had our bikes and there was the park and there was games to invent and um, I was I was um, at, in the wake of do you, have you found the poem yeah oh my god I, this is it's, are you ready do you want to mm, read it can you do it uh, yeah I'll read this and it's um, yeah it's part of it it's brutal. <laughs> I read it in the car out loud to John yesterday and I was crying, but it talks about turning 10. So a boy turning 10. The whole idea of it makes me feel like I'm coming down with something, <clears throat> something worse than any stomach ache or the headache I get from reading in bad light, a kind of measles of the spirit, a mumps of the psyche, a disfiguring chicken pox of the soul. You tell me it's to too early to be looking back, but I can lie on my bed and remember every digit. At four, I was an Arabian wizard. I could make myself invisible by drinking a glass of milk in a certain way. At seven, I was a soldier. At nine, a prince. But now I am mostly at the window, watching the late afternoon light. Back then, it never fell so solemnly against the side of my treehouse, and my bicycle never leaned against the garage as it does today. All the dark blue speed drained out of it. This is the beginning of sadness, I say to myself, as I walk through the universe in my sneakers. It's time to say goodbye to my imaginary friends. <clears throat> Jeez. <laughs> Time to turn that first big number. It seems only yesterday I used to believe there was nothing under my skin but light. If you could cut me, if you cut me, I could shine. But now when I fall upon the sidewalks of life, I skin my knees, I bleed. Mm. <laughs> By Billy Collins. By Billy Collins, and that's 10. That's 10 now. And I... And I um... I fear that's frighteningly accurate. You know, there's this self-awareness that grips us younger and younger and younger, and so we lose play and we lose joy so early in our lives. All right, so this sounds... Okay, so the good news is 
you know, I feel like this has gotten super somber, but it this is, is a serious. It fries our ass. It is. It, it fries our ass, and yeah. it's and it's super. And we can do better serious. than this. And the good news is, you can change it. You can go back. You can recapture. And and um, and nourish your creativity, and let let your kids have that in their lives, and encourage it, and don't don't um, decide what you're not, what they can and can't do, or write, or paint, or sing, um, you know, you know, or make, and um, you know, I think our brains are literally dying to be creative. And, um, so we should all just pay more attention to that and a little shift, you know, can make a big difference. And for those of us who are parents, this is, this is our imperative to model this. So that what, one of the things that fries my ass is that we stop playing with our kids. We stop playing period. We stop playing and, uh, it's it's a ripoff all the way around because you lose the connection then too, you know, and then we get serious and we're talking about homework and clean rooms and crap that doesn't matter. And this matters. This matters. This is about life. This is about peace of mind. You yeah. Know? And, I, and, I, I mean, joy. literally, literally, literally pieces of your mind. Yes, 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 yes. It's shutting down, shutting brain, down. Your brain. Shutting down. And, you know, just... Again, it, it's all fixable, and 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 so using your creativity in some way turns it around right away. That's the great news. And as far as modeling, yes, I agree. But don't don't freak out and think, oh no, like what do I? You know, I I can't model. I don't know what creatively I can model to make an impression quick enough. So just. Encourage it in your kids. Let them, and don't discourage it, and make space for it for them. Yeah, yep. And and kids today have space to resist this, but don't let them, right? You know, so they, there's time to put the iPad down. There's time to put the joystick down or the controller down or Instagram or whatever and play. So I remember when I was 10, speaking just to, just to wrap this up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when I was 10... Um, I remember this one day and I think I was 10 and David Harity, shout out to David Harity, <laughs> man. I haven't thought about you in a long time, but, but, um, David Harity and I spent the better part of an afternoon running down Francis Parkway where I lived to see if you run fast enough, whether you can fly and man, if we could get kids back to that, you know what I mean? So that's something that parents can do. See if you can run fast enough to fly. <laughs> you know? yep. um, yeah, let's light up the creative parts of our brains. Otherwise, Julie and I are going to be here with fried asses. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be so fried if you don't do it. <laughs> thank you for indulging us here on the Undo Anxiety Podcast. Julie, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Take care, folks, and get out there and get creative. Have a great day. Talk to you next time. You can find this podcast online at iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, LiveLeadPlay.com, which is affiliated with IPEC Coaching School, and WGN+. On my website, there's a free parenting program, uh, DrJohnDuffy.com. If you are a parent, I strongly encourage you to check that out. Uh, some really good ideas there. Uh, if you have thoughts or ideas, 
uh, for this podcast or for someone you know would like to be a guest on this podcast, uh, please email me at johngduffy at drjohnduffy.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the Undo Anxiety Podcast.